Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BC. One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And I tell you, Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my thing. To the 20. Geis, touchdown. Who that? This is the Chris Gordy Show. Well, he's not here. It is Michael Connor. Sports 1280 New Orleans. 504-260-1280, the phone number to join us along the way. One hour to go. Duncan Holder coming up after us this morning. Right now we head out to the phones. Lance Zerline, NFL.com. Lance, how are you, buddy? What's up, Mikey? Oh, I'm alive and kicking. You know, we watched the Astros lose the uh, first game in the World Series last night. We were just talking about Alex Bregman and uh, his level of confidence. Have you ever seen a guy so cocky on the field? Uh, yeah, I see it plenty in every sport. What are you talking about? <clears throat> There's a million guys. You don't, sometimes you don't see it as much in, in baseball because, you know, that's the unwritten rules. Act like you've been there and this and that. But, uh, yeah, he's almost like a Latin player with his swagger. Like, it's not even a swagger. See, yesterday I was at a watch party. One of the people there said he looks like a tweaker. And I said, well, that, well I don't know that you want to call him a tweaker. That doesn't feel like a good thing to say but he, he is a guy with some edge you know he's got some edge to him he's that guy who who will yell and scream after his home run he's that guy who you know if it jumps off of the party Alex Bregman's in the middle of the party you know he's in the middle of it but uh I'm glad he's on the Astro side I can tell you that because he lets him hang he did it against the best pitcher in baseball over the last five six years and Clayton Kershaw maybe longer and then uh, Chris Sale, he also touched him up. That's not easy to do in a postseason, yet he's done it. The tweaker thing might actually work. He could actually be Jesse, like real-life Jesse Pinkman. I mean, he is from Albuquerque. <laughs> I mean, he's got, if you look at his eyes, when he gets fired up, he's got that look, doesn't he? Yeah, and he just suddenly loses it and goes nuts. So, yeah, he's he's darn good. I mean, the LSU part of it obviously plays into it. That's a good program that he came out of, and that breeds some confidence playing there. But I uh, got yeah. you on, of course, to talk some NFL, NFL.com, where all your work is found when it comes to writing. Uh, Saints 4-2 and two to start yeah. the season. What have, you, what have you seen out of them? Or I was talking, we were talking about it earlier. Is are they, should In the city of New Orleans, should you be feeling that uh, this football team has a chance to hold on to this and win this division now? Oh, absolutely. I, I, Atlanta is not the same team without Kyle Shanahan, and I, and I wondered if that would be the case. They've still got you know, a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. Um, the Bucks have not responded the way people thought they would this year. They, they haven't taken that next step. And Who's afraid of the Carolina Panthers? I mean, the reason that Carolina's hard to get behind is because of games like last week where they just completely – you know, go brown in their pants. They just can't. They just can't step up and play consistently. The Saints are the most consistent team right now, in in one of the most consistent teams maybe in the NFC. They got three road wins, which is unusual for the Saints to get off to this kind of road start because usually it's very much a Jekyll and Hyde team home and away. But one of the reasons it's not a Jekyll and Hyde team right now is because the Saints are better defensively, 
Marshawn Lattimore has really helped to shore up uh, the secondary a little bit. And then you've got a, a more balanced offensive approach where everything is not on Drew Brees and not on you know Brandon Cooks anymore. It's it's really it's really a more balanced uh, approach with the run game playing a big part of it. Now losing Larry Warford, your right guard, is going to hurt this week, but. You know, I don't think the Bears can score enough points. They're they're a very conservative offense. I don't think they can get to the point total that they will need to to beat a Saints offense. And even though it's offense of the Saints versus the defense of the Bears, I think the bigger key is going to be improved defense of the Saints versus conservative rookie-led offense of the Bears. So I think the Saints get another W and move to five and two, and potentially grab a real stronghold in that division, the division that I thought was going to be the hardest in football. It's turning out to be a, a woeful disappointment. But the Saints are the one team that I think is playing pretty consistent football, Michael. I think the the craziest thing and I guess the most encouraging thing is that they're sitting there winning these games where it's not a shootout. And they, like you said, they're playing good, consistent defense. And they're making plays. And Marshawn Lattimore has been absolutely uh, incredible. But one of the nicest things to see is that they have a consistent running game on the offensive side of the football. And it really feels like they're there since they got rid of Adrian Peterson. Uh, what have you made out of their running game and, and the whole ex, you know, getting rid of Peterson and that experiment? Well, I mean, Peterson is a good name, and, and clearly he had a good first game at least for Arizona, not so much the second game. But to me, it, it just allowed Alvin Kamara to get more carries. I mean, frankly, you got more dynamic touches from Mark Ingram. Ingram consistency, and Alvin Kamara is a dynamic playmaker. He can catch passes. He's got more explosiveness out of the backfield than Adrian does at this point in his career. So I just think the Saints actually allowed more explosive touches on the field once they got rid of Peterson. And, uh, you know, that that does nothing but help the offense out. I know Christian McCaffrey gets all the love for being the pass-catching running back out of the backfield. Really, he's nothing more than a wide receiver right now, frankly, for Carolina. But Kamara is that dual-threat guy. And I think getting rid of Peterson just simply gave Kamara a few more looks. And I think that's a, that's really good. Now, one thing to keep in mind in this game, the rookie running backs, Tariq Cohen uh, is – really brutal to deal with out of the backfield. He is electric as a pass catcher. He's pretty darn electric as a as a running back when he gets his carry. So you got a banger in Jordan Howard and you got the guy who is a dual threat in, in, in Terry Cohen. But that's one rookie. Uh and he leads the team in receiving. He's a running back with twenty seven catches and uh eight point four yards of catch. But by the same token, the other rookie that we just talked about, Alvin Kamara, can, can offer some of the same things for the Saints. So I think those are two backup rookie running backs to keep an eye on that could play a part in, in this game. Uh, something that continues to go on for us on this show here is our – like we had a lot of fun with it. For some reason, Gordy was on Team Ted Ginn before the season and was like, he's going to get 1,000 yards and this, that, and the other. But suddenly, he hadn't dropped a ball in like four weeks. What the hell happened to good. Ted Ginn? Yeah, I don't know what to make. You know what? But Ginn's that guy, though. I mean, Ginn will kill you with a drop late in the game. Um, he's not exactly Mr. Over-the-Middle toughness. I mean, that's not his game. He's more of a finesse guy. But but Ted Ginn, has, he has produced everywhere he's been. I mean, he's been a productive player at different times of his career, and uh, I think that's the case right now at the Saints. I mean, if there's one quarterback that will get you the ball if you get open, it's going to be Drew Brees. And and I think that's what Ted Ginn was banking on, and and that's what he's, you know, that's what the Saints are getting with Ted Ginn. He's still got speed; he can still get open. And Drew Brees is still a good quarterback. So you get a guy who can get open, you get a guy who can throw accurately. They're going to hook up, and I think that's what's happening right now. And Ginn's been a much better player than I. I'm with you. 
Ginn's been a much better player than I expected. I've just kind of always been anti-Ted Ginn, but the, the fact is, if you look at his numbers, I mean, he has been productive during his career. It's crazy. And uh, to Drew Brees specifically, there's been a little bit, I guess it's odds, you know, it's clickbait internet stuff, debating about Brees and what he's got left. What have you seen out of Brees? Obviously the first half against the Packers, it wasn't all that great. But came back really good second half up there at Lambeau Field to get that win. Uh, still looking like the same quarterback to you at this point in his career? I think so. And I think one of the things that, you know, I was reading an article about some of the changes that, that the Saints have made in terms of how they're handling him, some of the throws they're asking him to make, they're not asking him to make as many pure arm throws. They're, you know, they're being a little bit more careful with the spots they're putting Drew Brees in, and I think that's smart. As a quarterback gets a little older, the arm will deteriorate a little bit, and some of those near interceptions turn into interceptions. And I think what Sean Payton's doing right now, and you know, and running the football more, and maybe changing up where he has Drew Brees throwing the ball on the field, he's basically in some ways, protecting Drew Brees a little. That's not that's not really the word I want to use, but I think he's putting Drew Brees in better positions to make plays and decrease turnovers. Let me put it that way. And I think that's really um, helping helping Brees. And it's not that's not a knock on Drew Brees at all. It's just sometimes you want to put quarterbacks in the best possible position. There comes a time where you just say, do it all, Drew Brees. And, and that's been, you know, I mean, that's been the last decade where Drew Brees has just had to do it all for the Saints for the most part. And now they're saying, hey, you know what, let's let Mark Ingram handle a lot of the heavy lifting. And, Drew, let's let's not have you carry everything on your shoulders. And uh, it's worked out. I mean, at this point, it's worked out for the for the Saints. And, and I don't think – I think Drew Brees looks like a guy who can still keep playing. They, I understand they got a decision to make with his money at the end of the year. But, uh, he's. I mean, if they do well and win this division – I mean, I think the Saints are going to have to take a look at maybe drafting a quarterback to groom and then maybe locking in with another couple of years with Drew. Well, they thought they had the, the, that before, but that didn't work out. He's no longer on the team, and I can't even remember his name now. The Garrett Grayson. Garrett Grayson. I can't, I, that's why I, that's why I, yeah, just, I try to put, put him out of mind. When I quarterback for the Saints as a team need a couple of years ago, Saints fans got all mad, like, well, if you really think Garrett Grayson's the answer, that's – that's fine. Chase Daniel's not the answer. Either. I mean, you know, you got to find a real next quarterback. Um, yeah, I feel like and, Chase Daniel always you know, feels like the Matt the Flynn. What did you say? Oh, I said no. J- Chase Daniel feels like the, the new age Matt Flynn. Everybody thinks he's going to go somewhere <laughs> yeah. and do something, and then he keeps getting yeah. cut. He's a good backup. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. Nice backup. Lance Zerline, NFL.com, visiting with us here on Sports 1280 New Orleans, at Lance Zerline on Twitter. Um, the rest of the NFC South, before we move on real quick, you mentioned the inconsistency from from you know the other teams, the Falcons offensively, clearly missing Kyle Shanahan, like you said, Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, doesn't feel like a good hire at this point. Now they do still have the talent there. The Panthers, I just like, and you mentioned them too. The, the way that they're playing, the way that Cam Newton's playing, is there any bigger softy in football than Cam Newton? I mean, look, you never know what you're going to get from Cam Newton. But here's the problem with Cam: Cam was an MVP two years ago, and he was terrific. I think these injuries. This is why you always hear people with guys who run the football in college, and I'm not talking about guys who scramble. I mean, Cam was a guy with called running plays. Anytime you have guys like that, Deshaun Watson's that guy right now with the Texans. And trust me, Cam obviously took a lot of running plays, called running plays in Carolina, was the goal line back basically in Carolina. He was very effective. But you just, 
I mean, the physicality of the NFL is undefeated. You're not – everyone just assumes players will stay healthy forever, and that, that just doesn't happen. That's J.J. Watt. I mean, you can look like the biggest beast in the world two years ago, like J.J. Watt and like Cam Newton, and look where these guys are right now. Cam continues to nurse injuries that I think has robbed him of some of his quickness, some of his effectiveness, some of his consistency. J.J. Watt's out of football right now. So it's uh, you can't ask quarterbacks to take on – that type of physical toll and not expect some injury. I don't care if they're 6'5", 250 pounds. Eventually, those guys are going to feel the brunt of it. And I think that's what's going on with Cam Newton more than anything. Lane Zerline, NFL.com, with us here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Some of the other storylines, I guess, going on around the league. Uh, I know your, da- your dad's out there in Arizona with Bruce Arians. Apparently, he's on his way out. What, has, what a disaster it has been for them out there this season. Well, Bruce says he's not. You know, Bruce said he disputes that. So I guess only Bruce Arians knows. But that's another classic example of an older team continuing to get older. And you have to be careful. The Giants had some of the same issues. Eli Manning, older quarterback. Who do they add? Brandon Marshall, older wide receiver. That just rarely works. I know the name, you know, Adrian Peterson to the Saints. It sounds exciting, and the fans get excited. And then they just realize, I mean, they're not the same guy that they that you grew up watching. They're not the same guy that you had on your fantasy football team. And with the Saints now, I mean, with the uh, Cardinals, it's just an old team who's dealing with injury, a loss of important players like Calais Campbell and Tony Jefferson, and then injuries to the uh, to the offensive line is, is limited to them. And now you you got a quarterback hurt, so it's just turning into kind of a disastrous year for Arizona, who already had a much thinner margin of error. Um, thanks to a roster that was starting to get a little older and a little thinner. Heading into week eight, just for you, the last thing here on football stuff. Um, who's the uh, who's surprised you most uh, through seven weeks of the season, team-wise and individual-wise, in the NFL? Oh, that's a good question. I would say team-wise, the biggest surprise for me, you want positive surprise or negative? You can do both if you want. Well, I'll tell you right now, the biggest surprise player-wise is Deshaun Watson. I did not see. The Texans have the number one scoring offense in pro football since he took over as a starter in week two. I definitely didn't see that coming. Um, Deshaun's play up to this point has been unbelievably spectacular from a scoring standpoint. He still has his hits or misses, but his touchdown-to-interception ratio is, is unbelievable for a rookie quarterback, and he has handled having a subpar offensive line with with unbelievable grace, poise, and resilience. And I know the Texans are sitting there at three and three, but what they've done on offense to me is is nothing short of staggering with the rookie quarterback. So he has easily been my biggest surprise. I would say the biggest surprise for me has been the Oakland Raiders at three and four. And I'm going obviously on the negative. Um I, I, I honestly cannot believe and I know they had an injury to Derek Carr for a couple of games. This just doesn't look like the same team. You've got – I don't even recognize the wide receiving core. Amari Cooper has been terrible for the Oakland Raiders. Drops, inconsistencies, has not gotten off to, to – to, has not gotten off to Schneid at all. The Raiders at 3-4, and four, who I really thought right now would be sitting at no, no worse than 5-2, and two, at 3-4 and four, they're a big disappointment. And – they don't look like a team that's going to bounce out of it anytime soon. Well, we'll see. I mean, Derek Carr's back out there on the field. Marshawn Lynch hasn't had the impact that people thought he might have. Once again, there's another older player uh, 
you know, a name brand older player who's not making the impact that, that a team would hope for. All right, call your shot. Astros, Dodgers tonight. They're going to get the uh, series tied up before they head back to Houston? I actually think so, yeah. I think, you know, with the Astros, if they can start getting traffic on the bases in the first three innings, you know how it is, Michael. They, I don't yeah. want to call them front runners, but they just, their energy level and, and confidence level shoots up if they jump on a team early. And unfortunately, George Springer had the worst game that I've ever seen from so George Springer in his career yesterday. Wasn't even close on the swings and then took a nasty uh, bender for strike three for his fourth and final K. So if, if they can somehow find a way to jump on the Dodgers within the first three innings, I think they win the game. Just Verlander has just been too dominant, and I think we'll see another – dominant performance by Verlander. The question is going to be, can the Astros jump on top of, of Hill in the first three innings? And if they do, I think they're going to win. Yep, I'm with you. you got to get out in front early, give yourself that lead, and uh, and you know deal with that Dodger bullpen as it comes. But that will be fun tonight. Plenty of NFL now, action this weekend. Just, oh, they're, yeah. close, who, they're close. Somebody called him Fat Predator. Oh, he is just wicked. He's wicked, but I tell you what's scary is I was watching. You've been, I've been watching all the playoffs, but you watched him in the series against the Diamondbacks and the Cubs. He gets hit hard all the time. Like it, like it, that's the one. I think the one thing that you can feel good about is that you can actually hit the ball really hard off of him because he just gets lucky though sometimes and it goes right at people. Well, thank God he's got 110 strikeouts to seven walks this season. Yeah, that, that's I mean, uh, that, that's how pretty about good ratio. Zone a little bit. You know, and the craziest thing is I was listening to him talk after the game last night, and he was talking about his cutter and whatnot, and he goes, yeah, I usually don't know where it's going. I just kind of throw it. I'm like, and you don't walk anybody? How is that possible? I know, but that late movement on his cutter is what makes him so dominant, man. It, it's just got that little sharp bend right at the end, and it is it is going to be tough to hit, unless Alex Bregman's in the, in the batter spot. Right, Alex Bregman, and then Justin Verlander will just go out and stun on them like he typically does because he's kind of good. Bregman had good. a pretty good A.B., uh, I mean, I thought he might bleed one out there to center field for a base hit. He actually battled, had a good eye. I mean, he had a, he had a pretty good AP. It just you know just came up short. Yep. All right, Lance. Appreciate the uh, time this morning, and uh, we'll you talk to it. you again again at some point. And I'll see you later, or I'll smell you later. You got it, Mikey. We'll see you. Man. All right. It's Lance Zerline, NFL.com. Appreciate him taking some time out this morning to join us here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Take a time out now. Come back. Missed the news last night because it was late night and we were talking about it earlier. Pelicans dealt a little bit of a blow last night in Portland. We will talk about that next here on the Chris Gordy Show. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.